0: Welcome to the Big Ball of Twine podcast. This is Randall, episode four. Today we're going to talk about thoughts. What if you could let go of your thoughts? What if you could get past them and see what's on the other side? Maybe less suffering? Let's find out. Strap in and let's see where we go. going to talk about thoughts today a few things I'd like to touch on. What if you could let go of your thoughts? What if your thoughts were the wall or chains that hold you back? What if the most amazing growth you could experience involves not listening to your thoughts? How do your thoughts get in the way? How do they tell us what we need to work on? Let's start with, what if you could let go of your thoughts? wonder what that would be like, right? Because your thoughts are always there, even when you're sleeping, your thoughts are there, creating dreams. So, what would it be like to let go? Well, it would be scary, it might be freeing, it might be disappointing. I imagine it would be different for each person. For me, when I let go of my thoughts, I'm not saying that I make them go away forever, but I. I think that it's definitely possible and maybe even necessary sometimes to turn off what's going on in your head. Some of the thoughts we have are hurtful to ourselves. Some of the thoughts we have make us hurt other people if we spend too much time going down the rabbit hole with some of our thoughts. I know in the past I have thought things that were not true. But thinking things that aren't true can make us spin out of control, make us do things we don't want to do exactly, make us jump down from a higher place and do low things. And maybe the best thing we can do sometimes is just let go. I think I spoke earlier in another podcast about one of my ways I used to do this. I'd actually say, I'd actually say out loud to myself, "Uh, not right now, thoughts. Maybe come back another time and hold my hand out and i'd let my hand open up, and I'd actually physically let the thought go, and all of that process helped me slow the thought down and see it more clearly. I think one of the most important things to remember about thoughts is we don't actually know what a thought is for all of our science and all of our discoveries. The brain really is quite a bit of a mystery, and the idea of a thought seems kind of ironic because the thought of a thought is kind of ironic. So what if our thoughts aren't really real? Even though we can hear them and we can think them and we can think we see them, are they really real? That's a whole different conversation, but let's assume for the moment that they're not. Can't touch them. We can't see them exactly. We can't really even hear them, although we think we hear them, and yet they're so strong in our bodies and in our minds. They tell us to do things. They get us out of bed in the morning. They get us to work. They get us to take care of things. They get us to not do things. They create fear, stop us from doing things, create fear, make us do things. Um, I think that Thoughts are so incredibly complicated. To even bear down on how many different kinds of thoughts there are is not really the purpose of what we're talking about here today. I just want to keep in mind that thoughts are sort of intangible. And the only thoughts you have are your thoughts. So it doesn't matter how you found out what you found out and what you think what you think. It only goes on in your head. So the old adage, um, you know, what you think of me is none of my business, uh, is really pretty clear. Uh, I think that you are thinking something about me and it's none of my business because it's entirely about what you think and it comes from all your experiences and you you develop that thought entirely on your own. It doesn't matter what outside influence may happen you're going to hold on to your thought in the way you want to hold on to it until you don't. And I think that's one of the keys to, to living in your thoughts and choosing not to live in your thoughts is to remember they're not everybody else's. They're simply yours. And they are entirely created in, out of your experience in the world. So what if your thoughts were the wall or chains that hold you back? That's a pretty big statement. What if I stand in my own way? We've we've all heard that statement. Sometimes we need to get out of our own way to make things happen, and I think thoughts get in our way. The thought that we could fail, the thought that we could succeed, the thought that we are uninteresting or not attractive or we're too attractive or many, many different variables of those thoughts. And all of those can hold us back because they revolve around fear. But the bigger picture is that they revolve around themselves. So if I think that I'm not attractive enough, then I will find ways to make sure that that's validated. I'll see the world in that way, and I create my own reality in that way. And that's one of the ways that our thoughts hold us back, because that's not really reality. Whether or not I'm attractive, or smart, or not smart, or whether I'm on top of my game or not is really only about me and how I decide what that looks like. Other people are really often too busy thinking their own thoughts to worry about what I'm thinking and what I'm doing. And the only time that's a big deal for them is when I bump into them in some way and it creates thoughts for them that they have to then deal with. So that's how we all bump up against each other is I'm doing my thing and creating my thoughts and then I do something or creates a situation where you then respond because you're not able to say no to your thoughts and off you go down your rabbit hole. So what would it look like if we didn't take our thoughts so seriously? I think that the most amazing growth I've had in my world has been not listening to my thoughts and not taking them so seriously and certainly not taking them personally. Um, Thoughts appear, they come and they go. They appear to come from nowhere. Even when you're thinking about the most important thing you're trying to think about, you can all of a sudden start be thinking about your dog or something that happened when you were eight or uh, any number of other things. And so when we're able to stop listening to our thoughts and stop taking them so seriously, what opens up for me is a space of, not emptiness, but some clarity. When I can recognize that my thoughts are just that, that they're just thoughts, and I don't have to take them seriously, and I don't have to respond to them, I don't have to run around in a circle trying to figure out what to do next. It opens up a space for me to know that I don't, have all the answers and I don't have to have all the answers even if there's pressure for me to know an answer I don't necessarily have to know the answer and I don't necessarily have to act there's a great definition for the word equanimity and it says situations have characteristics not demands situations have characteristics not demands so if a situation happens The situation is just a set of characteristics, a set of realities, and it doesn't necessarily have demands attached to it. The demands come from my brain, from my thinking mind, but the reality of a situation is what it is no matter what. And we can have our own judgments about it, we can have our own ideas about it, and we may never agree about it. But the simple fact that something happens doesn't mean we need to respond to it. doesn't mean we have to jump up and do anything at all. It simply means that something's happened. And now if we can get out of the way of our thoughts, maybe we can spend just a little more time thinking about what we want to do and not want to do and not go down a rabbit hole of instant reactivity. Because the reactivity is how we end up shooting ourselves in the foot metaphorically. We do things spontaneously, reactively, and we don't necessarily stop and think about what's the best thing to do. So the growth I've seen is I have a situation that happens. I take a moment. I obsess what's actually happening. Take a deep breath sometimes. Sometimes I'll get an email that's disturbing or I'll get a text that's disturbing for my mind. And right away, I want to react and respond. And one of the best tools I've learned is, you know, that person's emergency is not my emergency. I just need to respond in a better way or a smoother way or a kinder way, or in some cases, just a very factual way. I have some people in my life that the only way to deal with them is simply with the facts, not to share feelings, not to share thoughts, just... If it's a yes, no answer, that's what they get. And if it's not, they get the littlest that is necessary to get the job done. So we've talked a little bit about how thoughts get in the way. How do they tell us what we need to work on? Well, one of the gifts of thoughts and the gifts of looking at them is that we often have the same thoughts over and over. And if we are able to take a moment, to look at a painful thought or a stressful thought, maybe we can see how that's a pattern for us. Maybe that's a way we look at the world on a regular basis. Maybe if we could see that thought not as an individual thought, but as more of a pattern of thoughts that we've carried maybe for our whole lives. I know for me, I have a giant fear of abandonment that came from my early, early childhood and was reinforced for most of my life. And I would respond out of a fear for that. And once I was able to take time to look around at what my thoughts were trying to tell me to do, I was able to to parse that down in a way that made me more and more aware of what I was afraid of. And then I can step back for a moment, notice that I'm feeling afraid, or just know that I generally come from that place. It's so ingrained in me been through therapy and EMDR therapy and several years of groups, I've found that I always need to just take a few moments to respond that my reactivity is almost always based around that ingrained path a neural pathway that has a fear of abandonment. so you might find that your patterns of responses will teach you something about yourself that you can do some work on and maybe do some healing and find a better way and a more peaceful way for you to live. Because this is not about other people and how they get to experience you. This is how you live in your own head and how can you be better at living in your own head with your own thoughts and living in that space day in and day out, 24 hours a day, every minute of the day, every second of the day, how can you be more comfortable with your thoughts? How can you live more comfortably with less suffering? Because that's what this is about. We're trying to reduce our suffering. I think one of the best ways we can do that is to not take our thoughts so seriously, to not listen to them as if they're the most important thing on the planet. Because really, when it comes down to it, when we're thinking about something that's already happened, we're just. Trying to recreate the past. And we might be trying not to make it happen in the future, but then we're guessing about the future. And while we're doing all of that, we're missing what's happening now. And that might be missing playing with your dog. That might be missing playing with your children. That might be not paying attention in a meeting. That might be just completely checked out from life and not participating. And life is too short not to participate in. And you deserve to be here as much as I do. So take a little time, look, at, um, look and listen to what your mind is saying, and maybe you can find a way to look at those thoughts from, from a 30,000-foot level, group them together, and see if there's a pattern for you. I know there was for me, and what I wish for all of you is less suffering. See you next time. just want to thank you for dropping into the Big Ball of Twine podcast. Please subscribe on your way out and share the podcast if you feel so inclined. You can find this on Spotify and Google Podcasts. Feel free to send your comments or questions to bbotpodcast at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you and maybe I can respond in the next podcast. Thanks again and be kind to yourself.